In our gospel lesson for today, Jesus issues a challenge to those who believe in him. And it's a challenge that comes in the middle of a conversation that he's been having with the disciples regarding the time when he will ascend into heaven. He's answering their questions, and it's very much the kind of conversation you would picture Jesus having when he and his disciples are sitting alone. He presents them an idea, and they ask him about what does this mean, and he tries to explain to them, reveal to them the truth and the core of who he is and what he has come to do. And in this conversation, we know the first portion of it really well. It's a common reading for funerals because of the comforting text it contains. In my Father's house are many rooms, and I go there to prepare a place for you, Jesus has said. And he follows that with the clear declaration of the reality of salvation by saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so he has given them assurance after assurance that when he ascends to his throne in heaven, he does not leave us as orphans, but he will send the helper to come and be with us, that he will be present in our lives. He promises that one day we will again see him face to face when he comes to take us into our Father's house. And so he's spoken all of these things. He's comforted his disciples and now he leaves them with this challenge of how they are to live their life. And he gives this challenge not just to the disciples, but to us as well. And it is this. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and the Father will love him. And we will come to him and take him, make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. So then, hearing the challenge, I ask you this. Do you love Jesus? Since you are here on a sun, summer Sunday morning, I assume that the answer is yes. But then if you love Jesus, do you keep his word? Now that one's a bit more tricky, isn't it? On one hand, the answer is yes, we do keep his word. After all, you're here keeping the Sabbath, keeping it holy. You can look back over the week and you can find times when you've loved your neighbor, you've cared for others, you've kept the commandments, not just by not breaking the commandments, but actually fulfilling them in the way that you love God and your neighbor. You've not gone to a temple to worship a false idol. You've remembered to pray and you continue to dwell on the promise of your baptism. So yes, you've loved Jesus and kept his commandments. But if that is true, why did we begin the service the way that we did? Why did we kneel and confess before God and one another that I am a poor, miserable sinner? Because to be a poor, miserable sinner implies that you have not kept God's word. And if you've not kept his word according to the challenge he gives us today, then do you not love him either? So which is it? Do you love Jesus and keep his commands? Or do you not love Jesus and not keep his commands? This question is at the heart of the Christian life. The truthful answer is, it's both. Yes, of course you love Jesus. Of course you desire to keep his commands. 
And yet, day after day, week after week, year after year, we find ourselves neck deep in our sin, gasping for the breath of fresh air that follows our repentance and the forgiveness that Christ can offer. So you see, this is a truthful answer, that we are both at the same time. It is the constant condition of the Christian life. So much so that the church has a Latin term to describe Christians living this way. Simul justus et peccator is the fancy way we say it. In other words, to be sinner and saint at exactly the same time. That yes, you are a baptized child of God, declared to be a saint because God has made you his child and he has made you holy. That does not change. It is your constant condition. And yet, you are also a poor, miserable sinner, just as you confess at the beginning of the service. This also does not change until you have breathed your last breath. You are absolutely both at exactly the same time at every moment of every day that you live. Sometimes it's tempting to think that sinner and saint, well, they're just different outfits we can change back and forth between. That sometimes we're the holy Christian and sometimes with a poor, miserable sinner. Sometimes we're generous, caring for our neighbor, being a good and nice person. And then there are other times when we lose our temper, make lewd comments to another person, tell a lie or watch a TV show that we'd be embarrassed about. We like to think we flip back and forth between these two personalities, like the old story of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Sometimes good, sometimes bad, hoping that mostly we're in the good. But that simply isn't what happens in the Christian life. As a saint, when you sin, you drag the holiness of God that he has given to you into the sinful muck and mire of this world and your life. And when you follow God's commands and you do something holy, you drag your poor, miserable sinner out of the muck and mire and place him before the throne of God so that God can clean up the mess you have made. You're never one without the other. You're always both together. So where does that leave us in the face of the challenge that Jesus has given in our gospel lesson for today? He makes it clear that participation in this challenge is not optional. Either you're going to love him and keep his word, or you're not going to love him and not keep his word. What is the sainted sinner to do in trying to keep, his God, keep God's word when the sinful saint wants to drag you away from all that is holy. It's in that moment you fall at the foot of the altar and you beg to God for mercy. You listen to his word and you learn that his word is far more than the commandments about how to live your life and love your neighbor. When you hear him speak and learn that his word is his promises to you, that his Holy Spirit is going to come and teach you everything that Jesus has spoken, you learn that Jesus has come to teach you this. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. What a word this is. It's not a word of work or of power. It's not a command for perfect adherence or obedience. 
It's not an unattainable expectation designed to keep you away from God. The word that Jesus gives is peace. A word of comfort and a word of love. You see, God already knows that you are saint and sinner together. He's the one that baptized you. He's the one that called you to be his saint. He took you away from being a sinner on its own to make you his holy child. He also knows that the original sin that dwells within us is going to struggle every day to make us turn away from him. Over and over again, he's going to respond to that desire of our sinful nature to come turn us back towards him and restore peace into our life. So he comes to that poor, miserable sinner, and he gives you his word of peace. He tells you with certainty and love, your sins are forgiven. There is no wiggle room in this word from Christ. There is no question about what he has said. He declares it to be true, and so it is. It is God loving you that allows you to hear his word and respond by keeping his commandments. And this is the great undoing of sin and the language of pride that leads us into sin. In our Old Testament reading for today, we hear the story of the Tower of Babel in which the people decided to make a tower to the heavens so that they could make a name for themselves, so that the glory and honor of this world would be focused not on God but on them. And so God saw their pride, their hubris, this language of self-indulgence, and he came to them and confused the languages of the earth. His punishment was to humble them, to take away their ability to communicate, their ability to follow their own words and ignore him. He took this away from the people in order to call them back to him, to turn them back toward hearing his word of peace and love. As we celebrate the Feast of Pentecost today, we learn the undoing of the language of sin is the language of love. That the love of God is universal because it's a love of peace, and peace is something everyone can understand. When God comes and forgives his people, they understand the peace that follows. And when his people, when you forgive one another, it allows peace to reign between neighbors. God's word of love is a word that prevails, and it's the word that his people keep. So this is the challenge that Jesus gives you today. And he tells us participation in this challenge is not optional. Those who love him will keep his word, and the Father will love him and come and make his home with them. What is the challenge in keeping God's word? It's living in peace with God. Let his love define you, and let his love flow through you. Let the love that flows from him teach you the language of peace, the peace that you have through the forgiveness from God, the peace that you have with each other because you can forgive. Because when God's peace dwells in you, you are both sinner and saint at the same time, and yet your heart will not be troubled, and you will not be afraid because you know that God is with you. He has sent his helper to make a home in you in order to keep you at peace with him. And the helper, the Holy Spirit, he'll keep dragging you back to the foot of the altar so that you can hear your sins forgiven and you can hear the word of love spoken directly to you. And he will do this. 
in order to keep your heart and mind in Christ Jesus all the days that you live. Amen. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.